Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it, GMGP, y'all. It is Monday, April the 10th, 2023. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And for that, Y'all know I appreciate y'all being in the building on this fine Monday. The chat is already popping. We got Josh in the building. What's going on, Josh? Matt, Robin, Sam Brown, Chad in the building, Chris Spellman, Dynasty Barry, Big Shot, Conjure, what's up, baby? Matt Bruning, good morning to you, my friend. How you doing, Matt Bruning? Seven Goat Rings also in the building, running that trade channel over there on Destination Devi Patreon. Leo Scott in the building, Tater Wolf, Mike H, Lindsey Mack. Alex C, DJ Take a Sip in the building. Garrison, what's up with you? You know what it is, man. GMGP, yes. We got a good show on tap for y'all today, and I'm excited to talk to you because there's a lot of rumblings, a lot of rumors, a lot of news in the NFL world. And then, of course, we've got to touch in on a mock draft that dropped last week. It's about a week old now, but I really want to dive into the one from Lance Zerline, the most hated mock. He tweeted about it. He went on shows to defend this mock. We're going to talk through some of these landing spots because right now we're only a mere days away from the nfl draft so i'm very excited about that we're about to get those landing spots the draft capital that we all want from my favorite college prospects to our favorite nfl teams but before we get to that i gotta bring in my brother from another mother jay rich how you doing this morning baby what's going on right what's going what? on i'm really excited for this one this uh yeah. you tweet you texted me when this zerline mock came out and he he even pubbed it on twitter he was like mm -hmm. oh yeah you're not gonna like this folks yep. you're not gonna like it i see him quote tweeting people and the responses saying they hate it his son texted him told him he hated it uh, this will be a fun <laughs> one but I, I think the reason ray why i love exercises like this is because it brings us back down to reality we did rooters mock Rooters got like 10 receivers in the top 60, running backs going high, all these bomb landing spots that we're really excited about. Now we get Zerline, who again, arguably even more tapped in than Rooter, yeah. getting similar information and get has a completely different picture. And I think we'll get into it, but I think what he did with the quarterbacks actually does make some sense and we will okay. get into why. But I'm really interested to see what other people think because while it looks kind of gross from a fantasy perspective, I do think that it's the reality check that we ultimately needed heading into draft season. Yeah, man, we're going to dive into it. We're going to talk through those landing spots. But first, the people that help pay the bills, man, shout out to Underdog Fantasy. If you want to get tapped into the Destination Devi Discord community, if you're a first-time depositor, all you got to do is put $10 into an Underdog account. They'll email me. You'll get access to our Discord for free for the year. They match you up to $100, 100%. So it's really a no-risk way to get tapped into a dope community who we are doing these. Jay, I'm in 30 super flex drafts right now. Literally Ooh. 30. 30 right now they are Dang winding it. down i'm ready for them to be over but come tap into the community shout out to underdog jay but let's get into some news man there's been um a couple of things that have happened uh over the last 24 48 72 hours in the nfl uh where do you want to start jay with uh some of the uh some of the breaking and um sort of twitter breaking news that has happened there's been a couple of pieces of news that have dropped so where do you want to start this morning man i mean i know you're excited about justin ross but let's start with the news that actually broke yesterday let's start with odell beckham right he signed yep. to the ravens 15 million dollars guaranteed 18 million um for the total contract if he does get the whole thing people thought remember people thought he was crazy for asking for 20 he didn't quite get 20 but he got close. There were well, some people out there talking he about was, bare minimum. He needs to sign for the veteran minimum. No one's going to give him over $10 million. What's happening, OBJ? I, I mean, remember, right? Yeah, it was reported it was 20. And then he came out and he's like, nah, 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 chill. It's 15. And he got it, which, again, is still a surprise. And everyone's on Twitter is like, 
15, man. Yeah. I don't know. Two ACL injuries. Yep. Hasn't really produced at a high old. level. Yep. 31 years old at the start of the season. Lamar Jackson. I mean, they're FaceTiming. They're having a good time. They're smiling. But another player at in Baltimore gets paid, and it is not Lamar Jackson. I mean, I'm sure he's happy for his friend, but how do we navigate this now, Ray? Let's start with Lamar Jackson and OBJ, right? Would you assume, if you're drafting for him, trading for him, that Lamar Jackson has a better than 50% chance of being their quarterback this season at this point? Because that's wow, the number be, one question for me. Be, be, are you saying because of OBJ, does that mean that Lamar is back? Like, is that... No, 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 no. Not, not necessarily the two meaning he's back, but if you are buying OBJ or if you are drafting OBJ an underdog or you're trading okay. for him, would you be doing so under the assumption that Lamar's his quarterback? Because I think we both agree that if Lamar's not his quarterback, it's probably a downgrade overall for OBJ, no matter who comes in and plays quarterback for them. I mean, a downgrade from what, man? He was chilling. Like, he didn't have a home. A downgrade from what? <laughs> he had nowhere to... Like, he... First of all, I don't have a lot of interest in drafting OBJ in Dynasty. Let me just say that. Let me get that out of the yeah. way right now. I don't. I have little interest in drafting him in Dynasty, whether I'm a rebuilding team or a contending team. Um, just little interest. As for like a seasonal tournament, I mean, maybe. I mean, when you look at where he's going, like I'm in 30 of these things, and right now he's around that – um, Jacoby Myers, KJ Osborne, ADP area. So would I rather OBJ over Jacoby Myers, OBJ over over KJ Osborne? Maybe. I mean, I, maybe, right? Maybe. Or maybe it's just the name that's tricking me into thinking that I want him over those guys. So, yeah, like you said, right, he's around DPJ, Zay Jones, J Jalen Hyatt, Tyler Boyd, Darnell Mooney. So, again, like... Not superstars, guys that probably will get targets, but I think the case that you could make in the 13th round of some of these underdog drafts is that he's probably going to be the alpha. What does that mean in yeah. this Todd Monken offense? We have no idea. Who's the quarterback? We don't. Everyone wants it to be OBJ as the number one target from Lamar Jackson. We just can't say that with absolute confidence today. I think it is a sign that they want to bring back Lamar, but I think they've always kind of said that, even though their actions haven't really shown that. But OBJ, like, Ray, I, I'm kind of with you. I have very little interest in OBJ. And, and I think the only case that you can maybe convince me on is that he does have a shot to be a number one target in an offense. How much and how valuable is that? I don't know. But again, there's you can only say that about so many guys down in the 13th round of an underdog draft. And I think that, um, what is it, OBJ is one of those guys. But outside of that, like, maybe it's a slight boost for Lamar because Lamar obviously has another weapon but it doesn't move the needle for me otherwise. And I don't know if you feel any differently, but I think that, you know, I still wouldn't be too in on OBJ, but if someone wanted him, I would happily sell him off my roster. Yeah. I mean, of course, a hundred percent. If I have him in dynasty, this is the window that maybe you can get that. Remember there was a point in time where you could trade him. Second round pick was what he was going for. 2023 second, yeah. 2022 second, whenever he was at least on track or at least looked like he was going to be, MVP of that Super Bowl the Rams won a couple of years ago. I mean, he started that game oh, yeah. off on fire at a touchdown grab and that one. Like, OBJ was on his way to winning Super Bowl MVP or at least putting his name in strong contention for that award. Now he signs with Baltimore. It, it, it To me, it feels like a, a, a to give him a one-year $15 million deal, this isn't like they gave him one for three, one for eight, one for ten, and he can earn up to 18. It feels like a little bit more of an indictment on Rashad Bateman. And it's not the fact that we dislike his talent. It's the fact that he hasn't been available throughout the early part of his career. For the yep. first two years of his career, he's been injured. Now, you can also turn that around and say, why pay an oft-injured 30-year-old wide receiver when you've got an injured 22, 23-year-old wide receiver? But in my yeah. opinion, um, it speaks more about their confidence in the wide receiver room as a whole. And we could like Rashad Bateman as much as we want in the dynasty space. There has to be, uh, like they knew that they needed to upgrade that position. And maybe they felt that, you know, at this cost, it was worth it. You you bring some, some name cachet, some hype to your club, to your program. 
Um, but ultimately, I think this is just a. I think it's a, a a an average situation for everybody. I mean, if Lamar is there, if he is there, you know, this is better than this is better than Deshaun Jackson. It's better than Devin Duvernay and James Prochet. It is. He's better than those guys, Jay. Um, so it, my my tolerance level or appetite for him in a seasonal format is much greater than that in a dynasty league. However, if I have him in dynasty, this is the perfect opportunity to po hopefully, potentially be able to cash out. If somebody offered you a single 24 second for him today, would you just accept it and say, forget it? Like, I'll just take the 24 second. Or are you going to hold on and hope he goes 67 for 802 and five this year? What are you going to do? Oh, I would be selling for a second. I think I might even sell for a pair of thirds. Honestly, like I, I just, again, it's not that I dislike Odell, but if I was to put him in a spot, this wouldn't be it, right? Because I think he needs to be in a place that has a slightly higher passing volume to where if he only gets 100 targets, maybe there's more upside. And again, there's still the downside of Lamar not being there, right? I think I think that's not factored into people's minds. And while, you know, OBJ is way down there in ADP, whether it's Dynasty, he's wide receiver 72 on KTC or on underdog, he's in the 150s. Right. There is still a lot of downside for Odell if for some reason that Lamar's not the quarterback. And, you know, I, I get where everyone's coming from saying, like, there's no way Odell would have signed there if Lamar wasn't back. Man, and I definitely me, agree me, with me, that. But I don't think that's exactly that right going to be. Now. I don't believe that to be the case at all. Ob for fifteen million. I don't think I'm with Odell you. Becker doesn't give it. He doesn't give a damn if it's Kyle Bowler throwing the ball because I don't even think he probably thought he was getting fifteen M's. And I'm pretty sure the incentives in his contract make it obtainable for him to hit that eighteen. I don't think it's probably set to some astronomical high uh, statistics that he can't reach to get to eighteen. I don't think OBJ gives a damn who's throwing him the ball. They gave him fifteen guaranteed. Fifteen yeah. guaranteed. It, it, it could and, literally and be Trent Dilfer out there. He doesn't give a shit. Every report we've seen, too, is like overpaid is like an is an understatement based off of what people were expecting him to get yes. on the open market. And I think that's that's the more surprising part as well is like as as much as we want the Ravens to pay Lamar. It's also like, well, what are they really doing when you hear this market for OBJ is not very strong and he wants too much money? And then out of nowhere, the Ravens are like, oh, we'll give you 15 million guaranteed and 18 million if you hit all your incentives. Like nobody on, on in the NFL was offering him that contract. So it's definitely surprising. And again, I don't even think it necessarily moves the needle for the Ravens overall. Is he a great receiver? He could be, but he also could be not so great because he hasn't shown a ton over Man, the course OBJ, of a season in Jay, a long time. OBJ hasn't been great. Hasn't been great since 2016, where he had 169 yeah. targets, 101 receptions, 1367 and 10. He hadn't been great since 2016. So well, what's that? How many years ago is that? Seven years ago? The yep. last time he was last time he was really that dude, really OBJ that we remember. And what's was interesting to start his career, man, and it, and it it feels like he was better for much longer than this. Jay, you really only got two full seasons out of Odell Beckham Jr. in his prime. That's it, too. Because remember, his rookie year, he had the hamstring injury to start his career. He didn't even play the first yeah. four games. He came in and went bananas, uh, you know, those final, those final 12. But it was only that 2015-2016 year where he was over 1,100 yards. Other than that, he was sub 1,100 yards for every season of his career outside of those those three seasons to start his career. So, um, you know, I'm happy for him. He got his bag. Shout out to him. We're all four players earning income. As far as my interest in him, little to none. And if I yeah. could sell him for a single isolated second, whether that's 2023 or 2024, Jay, I'm doing that. So that's my spiel on Odell Beckham. Anything else you got uh, on him? No. Nah. I think you hit hit everything, right? He's been relevant in the league uh, for less time than he's actually been not relevant in the league. And I think that's the problem that's with some crazy, of these players right? who have a lot of star power and name cachet. You get blinded by the lights. You get blinded by the catch, right? right but the catch right. was in what, 2015 or something yeah. like that? 2014, it's almost been I believe. I think, it was 20, I think it was 2014 was the catch. I think the catch We're almost was on the 10-year anniversary of the catch. You know, it, yeah. it was a great catch, but it was a long it was a time catch. ago. And I think uh, Odell is not quite there anymore. But, Ray, I do need your thoughts on this Patrick Mahomes workout because everyone's talking oh, about it. 
If oh you were there, your stock is up. Whether you're Trey Lance, whether you're Justin Ross, it doesn't matter who you are. Even Patrick Mahomes the, the, is rising the, the, his the stock throw, off one throw. The throw that sent Twitter in a frenzy over the weekend. Here it is. Trey Lance. Who's he throwing to? Look at this. Look at the form. I don't Beautiful. know who that is. Uh, don't know. Don't know, but what? What? <laughs> What are, where are we at now, man? Because th- like literally, this had people going crazy. Jay, this throw right here. I mean, what? <laughs> what do you? What do you think? What do you think, Jay? Well, I mean, to, for starters, he did a nice little drop right there, a little three step, back foot planted, nice form, continued the motion all the way through, good okay. release, spiral. That's good for a guy who only runs the ball, right? You know, mm-hmm. getting a nice throw. Looks like he had a little bit of touch on there, not a ton of velocity. Um, I'm not seeing much else, though. I mean, I, I know I'm not a, a college football guy, or I, I didn't play the game, really, so I'm not really a tape guy. But, Ray, do you see anything else that I'm not seeing here? I'm just, the the bigger point is not analyzing his throw. It's analyzing the reaction to this throw, which is probably, looks probably like a 15-yard hitch route. But people going crazy. I mean, this and the Justin Ross clip where it looked like he damn near dropped he the dropped ball. He dropped it. <laughs> he almost dropped. He almost he was this close. Old to double it. catch. The, yeah. it, it was it was close. It was shaky. But now it's I'm I'm seeing reports that the 49ers are not um, they are not opposed to moving Trey Lance. That is still on the table. We're seeing other things pop up, Jay, like how crazy would it be for Aaron Rodgers? Everyone thinks he's going to the Jets. He goes to the 49ers. The 49ers go trade. Kirk Cousins apparently is on the block in Minnesota quietly, right? Now, what I do think, and it's a great lead-in to Zerline's mock, I think there are going to be a lot of situational changes draft night or leading right there up to draft night. Another one of the big rumors out there are the Tennessee Titans, and this is no surprise, they are out on Malik Willis. I think the report yeah. exact. I think the report itself was they are, they are. I, I don't know what how they phrased it, but they're not. They're looking for another quarterback. They know Malik Willis isn't their guy. Um, he's fallen out of favor. I believe that was the. the those were the words that were falling used out of favor. Yeah, fallen out of favor with the Tennessee Titans. I don't think he was ever in favor with the Tennessee Titans. So. We Listen, saw that on the field. I, and I asked a couple of, because my thing is, can Mike Vrabel survive a total rebuild, right? Because most of the times when you see a new GM and a team gets ready to blow it up and start over, they start over with a new coach, they bring in new people. I asked some people tied to Tennessee and they were like, if it were up to them, they would give Mike Vrabel a lifetime contract. They don't think that he is in jeopardy of losing his job. So this is where the reports of Tennessee potentially moving up to number three overall and drafting a quarterback. I believe they're doing their due diligence, Jay, on all the quarterback prospects in this class. Yep. Levis is headed there today. He's going. Levis going to Man. Nashville today, and, and A. Rich is going to Carolina today. So they're all taking their visits. They're going to visit with all top four quarterbacks. So like you said, due diligence, Arizona at three. Um, there's there's a lot of still movement that could happen pre-draft. I think that's what makes this this season or this draft so exciting is that there is so many moving parts. But yeah, to say that Malik Willis is not the guy is shocking would be an understatement because the way he looked and kind of all the reports that we saw all offseason right. heading into the year and then ultimately them not even playing him in a pivotal game and signing a guy off the street to play ahead of him. That, that tells you all you need to know. But about Vrabel, though, I think that he's earned the right to have that contract and, and to really be there through the rebuild. I'm just curious if he ultimately makes it through. But I, I, I kind of agree with that point. I think he's a good coach. I think he's done a lot with a team that really has been fairly mediocre over the years. So if you talk about a team that's had a great defense, it's just really offensively, can they really get it going? Right. They need that quarterback. And I think that Vrabel probably deserves to see that through. Well... Um, it's a good segue um, into the draft. And I do, while I disagree with some of the players in landing spots, and listen, we all are going to disagree with some of the players in landing spots, I do think that once we get to the draft in a couple of weeks, Jay, there's going to be a lot of, I didn't see that one coming. And it happens every year where you just, you know, things don't go as chalky as we seem to think they will um, in the early pre-draft process. And I thought this was a very interesting one um, from Zerlon. And, you know, he prefaced this by saying, you know, uh, with the 2023 draft drawn closer, here's how things play. I see things playing out. I'm projecting where I believe players will go, not necessarily where I think 
they will go. So go to NFL.com, check out the entire mock. But let's get into it, Jay. Let's talk through some of the picks, some of the landing spots, and just kind of, uh, you know, what we think. And right now, right off the top, a lot of people are thinking that this pick by the Carolina Panthers is going to be C.J. Stroud. A lot of smoke around C.J. Stroud. Hell, there's a lot of smoke around all the quarterbacks, the, at least three yeah. of them. Young Stroud and Anthony Richardson. More reports are coming out saying that if it were up to Frank Wright, he would choose Anthony Richardson, which leads me to believe it is not his call solely. So, therefore, I would uh, just process of elimination. I'm taking A. Rich out of the equation. Comes down to Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud. And, you know, Jay, I, my man, shout out to my man Damian Parson from the Draft Network. I mean, he he's tapped in with the Carolina Panthers and does not believe that that should be the pick. At number one, it was like, listen, really? Rush Young has got ice water in his veins. He's a phenomenal quarterback prospect, but he doesn't have a big arm. Uh, there, there were moments in his tape where you can clearly see that the size affects his ability to find the passing lanes and hit the hit the receivers. Uh, he, he's not a dynamic runner. He can run, but he doesn't really utilize his legs as a skill set. And he just said that if you take this player number one overall, you are betting on the outlier of all outliers because players his size just we have not seen them succeed at the NFL level playing quarterback so uh, is this is this the risky pick is it the safe pick Jay I don't know I love Bryce Young I think Bryce Young is phenomenal but I'm also not uh I'm not ignoring or putting the blinders over the fact that he is a very very different build of a quarterback that we have not seen success from at the NFL level. A lot of people will point to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was a supreme, is a supreme one-of-one type athlete. Like there's just, yes, there are very few, they, they, he's been voted or at least talked about in the discussion as the greatest high school player of all time um, at the football, at, in football, that which is just insane to me. Um, but he's just a different kind of athlete. The arm is different. The speed is different. The size is different. Bryce at one to Carolina would be an interesting one, Jay. And I think that the way that the dynasty community is reacting to these quarterbacks right now, even with him at one, I think there'll be a lot of people who are like, I'd still rather CJ Stroud. I still would rather Anthony Richardson over Bryce Young. Yeah, I mean, it was Chris Mortensen who came out with the report saying that Bryce Young is the guy at one. And, you know, you look at it and you're kind of like, uh, I don't know, Chris, like maybe. Right. And even when uh, he was on a show with Kuiper, Kuiper was like, ah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But he was like, nope, Bryce is the pick at one. And you even saw it shift in the odds, right? Before CJ Stroud was minus 300. Now he's like minus 120 and Bryce is minus 110. It's basically a toss up in terms of the odds makers and what they believe. Clearly, they don't know anything either because they're moving their odds this much off of this report. But talking about Bryce and, you know, it's funny on Twitter yesterday, I was just scrolling through the timeline. There's a picture. I forget who posted it of Bryce Young trying to literally on his tippy toes scanning the field now there wasn't anybody around him but he's literally on his tippy toes scanning the field and you're like yeah i mean i guess he's got to do what he's got to do but to your point about going to carolina i believe it was tepper who wanted bryce young i believe mm -hmm. when it was reported it was reich who wanted cj stroud that's more his prototypical quarterback and it was tepper who was in love with bryce young and so if tepper ultimately decides to make the pick it will probably be bryce young but I mean, do, do I like the fit? It's it's fine. You know, going to Carolina looks like a better spot than it was two or three weeks ago. Right. But right. overall, I still think I prefer Stroud there. If Young went there, it'd be fine. But I think it's it says a lot about this draft season. And, and not seeing CJ Stroud in the top three isn't surprising. And I think what Zerline's mock did with these quarterbacks is it really set the expectation for how these guys should be drafted based on their prospect pedigree. Because, you know, there's no Trevor Lawrence 101 right, type right, prospect right, right, right. in this draft. Right. And I think that's really reflected in this mock by Zerline. It's just team need. And obviously trading up, you have to take a quarterback at one. Well, uh, regardless of his younger Stroud, I think it's going to be one of those two. The draft yeah. to me starts at two. And I have been saying this for months, Jay, that I do not believe that Houston is locked into a quarterback absent Bryce Young. I don't think it'll be a rich. I don't think they'll be drafting Will Levis. And I think in this scenario, if Bryce goes one, Houston may legitimately do the same thing that they did back in 2006, 2005, where they could have Real drafted bad. Reggie Bush or Vince Young, and they went with Mario Williams. They went with the edge. They went with the defensive end. And I, I continue to say that Houston isn't a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud away. Now, you can play the bird in the hand versus two in the Bush game if you want. It doesn't all, Ask the New York Knicks. It doesn't always work out to get that number one overall pick. 
But with with D'Amico Ryan's coming in and his experience on the defensive side of the ball, having played in Houston, I can see a world in which he does take the edge defender at number two. I would not select Tyree Wilson over Will Anderson personally. Um, this is a player that took five years in order to break out, opposed to Will Anderson and what he's done since day one, stepping on the field in the SEC. But I can see a world in which Houston says, I don't want CJ. I don't want Will Levis. We're good on Anthony Richardson. Let's build in the trenches. Let's collect talent. Let's roll with uh, whomever they've got at quarterback, and let's play for 2024. Now, again, dangerous game. Burned the hand two in the bush. What do you want to do if you're Houston? But I think that's where the draft really starts is at two, two and three, with Arizona sitting at three, Jay, and their ability to probably move that pick, especially if it is C.J. Stroud at one and then Bryce Young goes at two. Arizona Cardinals, that'd be a prime pick for somebody to move up. But let's scroll down the mock a little bit, and we have the uh, the Baltimore Ravens, which we talked about earlier with them signing Odell. Maybe Odell knows that they're getting C.J. Stroud. Maybe maybe OBJ is like, we're getting C.J. Stroud. I want to play with him. But in this one, um, there's a trade where the Baltimore Ravens and the Indianapolis Colts um, – get something done and they send the Indianapolis Colts instead of drafting a Richardson instead of drafting a a a a Will Levis they go with a proven MVP in Lamar Jackson and as excited as we are to see Anthony Richardson in a Shane Steichen offense and what he did with Jalen Hurts my god can can you imagine uh, that that RPO attack with Lamar Jackson and uh, Jonathan Taylor with big weapons you, you've got Jelani Woods and Mo Ali Cox at tight end you've got Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman out wide would be the best supporting cast that Lamar Jackson has ever played with in his career. Going back to Louisville, probably back at his time in, in Boca Raton, Florida. If he's from Boca Raton, I don't know if that's where he's from or Hollywood, Florida, wherever he's from. It'd be the best supporting cast that he's ever had. Um, but the Baltimore Ravens move up to four and they select CJ Shroud. And I'll just say that I would love that. Um, CJ Stroud working with Todd okay. Markin, having Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham Jr. and Mark Andrews, he'd be dropped into a situation where this is a team that's ready to compete now. So a lot of pressure and expectation on CJ Stroud, but I would love, love, love uh, Baltimore making a move like this. I think it'd be good for Lamar, get him out of a place where it doesn't seem like he wants to be wanted. And CJ Stroud goes to what we think is a good organization that have just kind of done Lamar Jackson a little dirty, but I would love to see this trade happen, Jay. And then right here at number seven, the Houston Texans do get a quarterback. Uh, they trade with the Las Vegas Oof. Raiders, and they take Will Levis at seven overall. And what's interesting is they've got 12 picks in this year's draft, in additional capital in 2024. So they got a lot of ammunition to play around, to move around, Jay, Baltimore gets C.J. Stroud. Houston gets Will Levis. How we feeling? I think I'd be fine with C.J. in Baltimore. I mean, like you said, he's got some players to throw to. He obviously would have a strong running game because they have some backs there. So I wouldn't be fine with it. Would he be QB2 locked in? I don't I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he's QB1. I, I couldn't say right now. But yeah, Levis to Houston is... Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Ray. I don't know what I would do with that. The weapons aren't really there. Um, they'd obviously well, have to trade the their twelfth overall pick. Probably did he, he have to trade their twelfth overall quarterback? Pick? Houston is always in. Listen, Jordan well, Reed has been on ESPN all week talking about how many teams are really analytically based, and they look at a lot of data before they make a pick. Uh, the the he, he tweeted this out, or he he talked about this on the SEC Network during Anthony Richardson Pro Day. The Browns have never drafted a player over 23 years old in the first three rounds. The Minnesota Vikings are big on 10-yard splits. The Houston Texans have never selected a quarterback under six foot two, 210 pounds. They've all been bigger than that, all of them. Anytime they select a quarterback, they're all 6'2", 205, 210 plus. Just that's what they've done. So, um... He fits the the build of the quarterback that they want, yeah. And th this may be a good pick if they. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Can they build around him? Is he ready to start? Because if he's if he's there at seven, he's starting day one, and I think that's not a concern. But I would again. We've talked about him going to the Raiders, where he wouldn't start. Jimmy would start, and he would have some time to at least acclimate, go through a bit of an off season, learn the playbook, all those things. If he goes to Houston, he's starting day one. So if you draft him at seven or eight or wherever you get him, then you're looking at a situation where he's either going to be good right away or he's going to be bad. And that stock is going to either like stay kind of where it is, maybe go up a bit, or it's going to plummet because people don't like Levis. 
And so that's kind of my concern with him in Houston is that, you know, they have a couple weapons there. They brought in some guys. It's not a terrible situation, but it's definitely not the best. I think the, if you're ranking them right now, I would probably still have Stroud at one and then I'd have Bryce at two and then Levis at three based off the quarterbacks that have gone off the board so far. All right. Um, and you really quickly, you didn't touch on Stroud to Baltimore. How would you feel about that? It's 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 fine, right? I, I, I'm Again, I still have reservations about the offense because I don't know how it's going to look. But I, to your point, it's one of the better situations we've seen for a quarter new quarterback going to a new franchise, right? So Stroud going to Baltimore, he does have weapons. I think he would thrive with Andrews and Odell. And I think he could unlock Bateman a little bit because of how talented he is Maybe. in the intermediate yeah. game. Right. Yeah, could 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 be really good. I, I mean, I think it'd be good for a lot of people in Baltimore yeah. if, if Stroud were there. He's just a different quarterback, right? He's a he's a throw first kind of guy. And could um, he throw to the running backs, Ray? That that I think would be a big like guy like J.K. Dobbins, who we know has receiving chops, okay. but doesn't like get the ball going. ever. I like that where could be really interesting. Like if you get a quarterback who isn't Lamar Jackson there, maybe they do dump off to the running back a little bit to where now, they can, have way more value than they did previously. Well, and can I say this? I, I, I tweeted this out in the Discord channel, patreon.com forward slash all gas yesterday, um, and no one responded to me, Jay. I thought it was a very, very thoughtful uh, tweet. No one said anything. The best case outcome, man, is for Lamar to go back to Baltimore. Like in in it, it, I would love to see. Really, eh? You think so? I would based on everything to, you've seen so far. I, I don't think it's probable. I'm not betting on it, but I would love to see Lamar Jackson in an offensive scheme absent Greg Roman. Like, what if if Monken's really that dude, and he's got Stetson Bennett looking. I mean, we're up here talking about him, maybe like, man, I may like a little Stetson Bennett in, in the third round, right? Like, if yeah. he was able to work with that, can you imagine with his offensive creativity what he could do for Lamar? Like, we could see a different version of Lamar Jackson in this offense that isn't predicated with run first like Greg Roman, right? It's not the RPO game. It's not five tight ends and just, you know, QB power with Lamar Jackson. I would love to see him in that offense. Now, again, I don't think it's likely. I do think even though he looked pretty happy with OBJ on the phone, it would be the best case outcome for 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 Lamar Jackson to stay in Baltimore. Hopefully they continue to build around them. But man, I just, I don't know, Jay. So let's move down the board a little bit more. Philadelphia goes offensive line. And here we go. Everyone's wide receiver one or most people's wide receiver one. Jackson Smith and Jigba to the Tennessee Titans. Um, we know they need wideouts, man. They have nobody, Jay. Like they lost Robert Woods. And when you say they lost Robert Woods and that's a negative, that tells you that the wide receiver room <laughs> yeah. is not good. I mean, it's it's Kyle Phillips. It's Nick Westbrook-Akine. It's Traylon Burks. It's Chigo Conquo. They definitely need another pass catcher. Uh, JSN, love him. Wide receiver one for me, no doubt about it. Landing spot, not great. I don't love it. It's pretty gross. How far are we going to react, though? Are we going to do this? We've done this before where we don't like the landing spot, and all of a sudden you look up and you're like, well, damn, it, I guess it wasn't as bad as what we thought. JSN to Tennessee, and then even equally as gross, and I think it might be even grosser than JSN to Tennessee, is Anthony Richardson in New England, Jay. And there is real tension between Mac Jones and... And the New England Patriots, and we saw this last year, Jay. When you're pulling, when oh, you're yeah. pulling your first round pick, number 15 overall, off the field for Bailey Zappi, the crowd is Zappi time. Uh, you know, they, they there's internal friction between Belichick and Mac Jones. You give Mac Jones it, what, what's what's so disappointing about that situation is he did show some promise after his rookie year. He did. Yeah, was he was he, one of the best quarterbacks. He was one wrong. of the best young quarterbacks that we've seen come through, and that doesn't mean. That he was on this trajectory to be an all-time great, but he was he was he should have his his situation should have been secure. He shouldn't. Yeah, they should have put the things around him in year two to where we're not even having this conversation today. So it is fractured. But man, Anthony Richardson in New England, Jay, I would absolutely Woof. hate it, hate, hate, hate. And let's just let's play this out. Because I have been talking about A. Rich's QB1, assuming the capital, right? Well, he gets the capital, but it's in New England. Is this England. the capital, though? Let me ask you. Anthony Richardson in New England or Will Levis in Houston? Who would you rather have? I think I would rather have Anthony Richardson in, uh, in New England. 
And maybe that's a homer pick because I would be ecstatic just to see him on my team. But I think the reality is raised that like for everything the Patriots are not, they can still win games. They still compete. They are going to play in a lot of high scoring games because of the division they play in. Houston, I mean, like, yeah, they could have a decent quarterback. But if you're not Deshaun Watson in Houston, are you even going to be a top 15 quarterback? Because they're going to be down. They're not going to be in games. They don't really have any players. I'm just... I don't know. Like the Pats don't have any weapons, but if they draft a rich, they would have to build around him to some degree and maybe they won't. But I think, you know, at least there wouldn't Try be the split. pressure necessarily for him to be that guy right away. I think that if they did draft him, they know that he has to develop a little bit. They have to turn him into what they need him to be, but they're still a run first offense. They, he could be good in the play action game, right? He throws the ball deep a lot. So again, he's just developing that arm, building out his tool, his tool set. Levis could be fine, but I think you're at, in both cases, you're projecting quite a bit. And the greater point for me here, Ray, is we're talking about two quarterbacks that are kind of developmental, that need some work, and they're not projecting the top 10 for once, which is probably where they should be based off of what we expect them to have to do at the NFL level. We have two very pro-ready quarterbacks that should step in and start probably right away in Bryce Young and CJ Stroud right at the top of the draft board. And you have the two developmental guys that have a ton of tools and a ton of talent, but ultimately will need time and I think both of those guys make and sense. Here's the, um, here's the thing, Jay. Like, yeah, they all got top 15. So Barry said A. Rich, Stroud, Young, Levis still. They all got top 15. I hear you. That's, I can't do that. That I shit can't is, do that. It's just not the same. Like, I don't like it, man. I, I still want them. I don't like New England. They have. And sometimes, sometimes, man, the judgment. Like, the fact that they really went into this season with Matt Patricia is like. Jay, listen, hear me out, bro. That's like me waking up and good morning, good morning, good people. We're going to talk NHL and I got to talk that fucking <laughs> Evander Kane. And let's talk about Evander let's Kane go, Ray. and Nathan Evander McKinnon. Kane. And let's oh, talk yeah, about... yeah, let's like, go. Like, what are you doing? Like, what, what, this yeah. is... Ray, this isn't your wheelhouse. You may know sport, but you don't know this wheelhouse. The fact that yeah. they went with Matt Patricia, dude, like, oh. the judgment... Just, it makes me nervous for Anthony. It does. I don't care how you slice it. You can talk the capital. They still got the capital. I don't like it, Jay. I'm not saying that I'm out, but I'll tell you right now, if the if the NFL draft plays out like this, I would rather have CJ Stroud in Baltimore. I would rather have Brush Young yep. in Carolina. Like, I don't yeah, so would I. trust New England at all. They have not... I, Jay, can, I, can, I, can, can we be real here for a minute? How much of New England's success was masked and sort of covered up by the greatness of one Tom Brady? Like, they have not had to develop shit in, like, 20 years, man. Nothing. 20 years, yeah. right? You, you, you say, how much was and masked? Now, how about all of it? Everything. The deficiencies on offense, the me, lack of weapons. All and now you're Tom telling Brady. me a guy that people say needs a year, needs two years, that they're going to be able to get it done? Well, Ray, I think, so hold up one second, though, because if they did draft a rich, I don't think it's a sure thing he would start right away because, again, top 15 draft capital is great, but they they do have Zappi, who clearly they have some confidence in. I'm not trying to say he's going to be a great quarterback or anything, but if they did trade Mac and they get some capital back for him, okay, great. He's probably gone, right? There's already the friction there. He took a step back last season. He got benched multiple times. He got hurt, blah, blah, whatever. Mac, Mac is gone. They put in Zappi. Zappi would probably start, and then you'd have the development of A. Rich kind of on the back end. All these other quarterbacks would probably be starting out the gate based off where they're drafted and the places they were drafted to. But A. Rich in New England, if we're talking about development, there is a small chance, I'm not going to say it's a big chance, but a small chance that he doesn't win the job out the gate, and they do give it to Zappi to see what he has, and then they ultimately put in A. Rich down the line when Zappi fails like three weeks into the season. Barry reminding me that we're still playing fantasy. I know, and it's still football. It's you got to be able to play football before you can score fantasy points. All I'm saying is I don't like the spot at all. They have yet to be, they have yet to develop anybody 
They have yet Never. to put good pieces around their young players. You're drafting Cole Strange in the first, Tyquan Thornton in the second. You're going out there and signing uh, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. You don't know what the hell to do with either of those two guys. You're bringing in Nelson Aguilar and paying Kendrick Bourne. Just the moves that that organization has made does not give me confidence that fantasy points are going to follow whomever's at the quarterback. So for me, I know exactly what we're playing. I know the game that we're playing. I also know ball. Like, this is... This would not be good. I don't like it at all, Jay Rich, at all. I'm not saying I'm out on Anthony Richardson, but this spot right here just makes me very, very concerned for this young man. I just don't want to see it. That's just what it was. There's nothing anybody yeah. can chat me and tell me. I don't want to see it, Jay. Don't like it. Don't don't really yeah. care for it, man. Um, let's talk about uh, Green Bay. Dalton Kincaid got a clean bill of health, so let's give him a little. That's good, clean. yeah. Clean bill of health. So Dalton Kincaid here, 15 to Green Bay. I saw somebody on Twitter say um, he's a top 10 tight end right now, him and Michael Mayer. So, okay. I mean, we'll see. Um, tight end's that bad. So I'm not going to yeah. refute it by any stretch. I, I like this for Jordan Love. Definitely like it for Jordan Love. Get him yep. some more weapons. Uh, the commanders take Paris Johnson. I think Paris Johnson's going to go a little higher than this, man. Just super athletic. Big body tight end. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, they don't go offense. Detroit Lions take Michael Mayer at 18 in this mock. Again, they couldn't use TJ Hawkinson, right? They, that's, they a, that's the problem, They right? couldn't even use TJ Hawkinson. It didn't seem like tight end was a big part of Ben Johnson's scheme. It's a lot of play action. Get your receivers down the field, deep dig routes, out routes, deep routes, nine routes, using multiple running backs. I mean, I, I don't know, man. They, they Again, we're playing fantasy, but I'm looking at the landing spot and what this team has done with the tight end position. They couldn't use TJ Hawkinson. And then he goes to Minnesota and he goes from the fraudulent one to the awesome one. Like literally overnight. He went from fraudulent to fucking fantastic overnight because he got out of a bad situation, which did not know how to implement a tight end, whether that's 12 personnel, 13. They didn't know how to use a tight end at all. So Michael Mayer to Detroit. Hey, I mean, <laughs> he's not tight end one, right? I no. think it's pretty no, easy man. to say that, right? With Kincaid going to Green Bay and then Mayor, it's what does his usage look like? And to be honest, it's whatever TJ Hawkinson got, just pencil that right in for Mayor because I don't see much of a difference. I think that Hawkinson's a better athlete. He's got a better skill set. Maybe Mayor's a little bit better in the red zone and in contesting catches. But outside of that, I just, again, he'd be utilized and how they utilize them, I don't know. I mean, there's not a ton of difference in their offense this year versus last year. So bringing in Mayer wouldn't change much for them, I'd imagine, unless, you know, they had this crazy plan for Michael Mayer that they couldn't figure out with TJ Hawkinson. But yeah, he'd probably be tight end two for me. Um, no reason to kind of think differently. Kincaid in Green Bay is a much better fit in a better offense for the tight ends than what we're seeing in Detroit right now. And let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. Um, there are a lot of reports that Buffalo's trying to move up. So Buffalo wants to move up for somebody. We clearly see who it is. We'll get to him in a second. Jalen Hyatt, another one of these hated prospects, right? Goes to the Chargers. Baltimore gets Zay Flowers. You pair him. And remember, they've got C.J. Stroud earlier in this mock. They are able to keep this 22nd pick. How, how they did that, I don't know. How they, they traded, I guess, just... You know, Lamar was enough, right? They got to keep the 22nd overall pick. They take Zay Flowers. Jay, I think Zay Flowers is probably coming off the board as wide receiver one or two in the NFL Ooh. draft. And then the Buffalo Bills move up with Minnesota, and they get uh, B. John Robinson here uh, to go with Josh Allen in that rushing attack. Hyatt, Flowers, B. John. Jay, good spots, good capital. This is good. Yeah, I mean, it's important to point out that this mock did come out before the OBJ signing. So obviously, Zay Flowers, if it was Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, you know, OBJ, yeah, I mean, Mark Andrews, could. and CJ, they, they absolutely could. could. And right to your point, this is this is their draft pick, I believe, right? So they got the they got the fourth pick from the Colts in the, trading away Lamar Jackson, right? So they obviously would retain their pick um, at 22. So I think it would be a great fit. You know, you talk about you'd have Bateman on the outside. It would probably make Zay Flowers exclusively be in the slot. And I think that would I think well, OBJ, OBJ could do it all. OBJ could play in the slot Ooh, too, though. So. You think OBJ could be the slot guy? I mean, he was that playing in the so bad, right? Yeah, he he could, he could, but it'd be a, yeah, a Stroud, could. Bateman, Flowers, OBJ, Mark Andrews. That's pretty wow. damn good, man. It's pretty good. At that point, it's it's on Stroud to get yes. the ball delivered. Like 
there's no excuses in my opinion. Yes, he's young, but at that point, he would have a lot of playmakers and it would suck for Lamar Jackson because, again, that would be a great roster of players to have to throw the ball to. Um, and then talk about Hyatt on the Chargers. Great fit, right? We've talked about that a lot of times. This is originally probably about a month ago where he was pegged going to the Chargers at 21. Yes. Since he's kind of slipped, he's in the second round now, sometimes still goes to the Chargers, but playing with Justin Herbert, being one of the highest drafted receivers off the board, he'd probably still be a top 11, top 10 pick in rookie draft. We'll see. But Bijan to the Bills, I think this is probably your best case scenario for Bijan. As much as we want him to go to the... Some people don't like it. They say they don't run enough in Buffalo to have Bijan in Buffalo, man. They don't run a lot, but I think the reality is is that where is a better touchdown ceiling for you than Buffalo? And they're a team that where to take Bijan to have that luxury pick, it actually makes sense compared to like every other roster that you see taking Bijan. He he's a guy that in the twenties, they would get a player that they really do need because they need a running game to supplement what Josh Allen does running the ball and what they do passing the ball. Because they have one of the high, they have passed the ball at one of the highest rates in the NFL. I think this would balance their attack a little bit. And Bijan going there, while again, the actual touches upside may not be there, a lot of touchdown upside if he does run the ball effectively in Buffalo. Buffalo. I know we always talk about Allen getting his 10 touchdowns, eight touchdowns a season. I think that could change a little bit with Bijan in Buffalo. Maybe not the highest ceiling we're looking for, but I don't think you're finding that on the on the Eagles either, personally. Last week, there were only about 10 people in our voice chat when Scott Connor and I, well, it, it started with me asking Jordan Backus, the director of our analytics, about Braylon Allen. And it started with Braylon Allen, and it ended up turning into the situation where I titled it 60-40. The 60% running backs versus the okay. 40%ers. And I told Scott that we needed a podcast on this today. So right now on the Destination Devi radio feed, there's a show called Destination Dynasty RB Snapshare versus Size. And James Cook is a 40%er. That's all I want. He's a 40%er and probably on the low end of the 40%er. I highly recommend you listen to this episode because this would absolutely nuke James Cook. It's got me terrified for Devon A. Chain. It's just, there is some some quantifiable data that just, it, it's got me very nervous about some of these other running backs. So, Bijan to Buffalo, while, and here's the thing, I don't want him carrying the ball 25 times. I don't think Bijan yeah. wants to get the ball 25 times. It may be a little less on the volume side, but higher on the efficiency. I'd be fine with him in Buffalo. I agree with you that uh, the touchdown potential, I mean, he could be a 15-touchdown guy first first Easily. year just because they're always in scoring position. I love Baltimore getting Zay Flowers on paper. I think that situation looks good. And Jalen Hyatt in Los Angeles, I think it's a match made in heaven with a player like Justin Herbert. So I think all three of these landing spots are phenomenal. All three of these guys would be top 10 picks in rookie drafts. These are, these are some really good landing spots, and they all make sense for the team selecting said players. Let's move down the board a little bit, and uh, the only offensive player that we have off of the board in this cluster are my Dallas Cowboys selecting Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver out of TCU. Talk about it, Ray. How do you like the fit? It's actually pretty good. You're taking a player who does some things well, doesn't do everything well, but you're talking about a guy who can replace Michael Gallup and is really a Michael Gallup plus on the outside once Gallup ultimately can leave. And maybe I don't know if he's years, a Michael though, Gallup. That's the problem. I don't know if he's a Michael really? Gallup plus. Maybe, wow, ma- maybe, maybe the Michael Gallup that we saw last year, year one off of the ACL reconstruction. But prior to that, I mean, Michael Gallup was a fine two, man. He was a fine two. I... I'm starting. Out, to, eh? I'm starting to get You're very out. scared. I oh am no! Very. Uh, it's getting sweaty down in the old butthole. It's it's getting, it, it's it's yeah. yeah the, the it's getting, is getting it's getting hot. hot. It's getting hot. You you were on that train for a long time, and I was like, Ray, I don't know, man. I I, I don't know about this one. And again, it's. I think, again, so the bigger thing here is that you have CD who plays a little bit 50-50 between the slot and outside, so there's still plenty of opportunities outside, to your point. Is there really going to be a ton when Gallup is still there? Year two off the ACL should be much better, should see more of a return to, like we saw in his first few years, for Gallup. Dak gets another weapon, so it's great for Dak, but for QJ, I mean, I just, I don't see a ton of upside here, personally. I see a 600-yard receiver who might get four touchdowns. And at I'm that not, point, I'm like, not out on QJ. I mean, if he gets picked in the first round, I can't be out. Like, I can't be out on him, right? Because No, the you're thing. not out. He's going to get the opportunity, Where would you draft man. him, though? 
that's, I don't th- that's I just the don't question. Think he's a, I just don't think that we're looking at a, a dynamic game changing wide receiver. I think that we could. I think. Yeah. I think he could be fine for the role in which he would serve. I just, I'm, I'm getting nervous, man. I mean, the, the things, the things that plagued him on tape during the season that the data points to are the things that is, it's just, it hasn't, it hasn't been a stellar pre-draft process for Quentin Johnston, and. Nope. I don't know, man. I just, I don't really like it. I don't really, I'd rather, I just don't like it. I'd rather them go a different direction. Like if, if this were the case, there are a couple of players drafted after him that I'd rather have, but you well, know, you're in a good offense. You've got a good quarterback. You can't ignore him, right? You can't, you can't ignore him, but man, I'm starting to, the, the, the bubbles in the guts are rumbling, Jay. And this is one where I would not even landing in Dallas. I think what it would do for me is it make it real easy for me to be like, I ah, see CeeDee Lamb's there. That's that's who I want. I just want CeeDee Lamb, yeah. and I'll take no Brandon Cooks because he's of cheaper. Competition, I'll be like, right? I'll take Brandon Cooks because he's cheaper. I'll, you can have that Quentin Johnson. I'm not out on him. I just so, I talk question myself for you, into though, the Ray. talent and the traits. I just, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. So so talk to me about these four receivers, right? We have four receivers drafted in the first round. You have JSN to Tennessee. You have Jalen Hyatt to the Chargers. You have Zay Flowers to Baltimore and QJ to your Dallas Cowboys. He'd be fourth. How would you rank them? He'd be fourth. He'd be fourth. He'd be fourth. Yeah. Yep. I think I'd so take too. Zay Flowers. I would take uh, uh, Jackson would you, Smith would you and have any? Would you, at any world, would you take Zay Flowers at one over JSN in Tennessee? No. Because we kind of... We kind of went glossed over that a little bit because we we're talking about a rich, but JSN in Tennessee is you know it's 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 shaky. As long it's as Tanny is, as long as it's not Malik Willis throwing the ball and it's Ryan Tannehill, and legitimately it's only Traylon Burks there, it's it's the the team isn't good. But here's the thing: the division sucks. Um, so yeah. and they'll probably stack boxes with Derrick Henry, so he'll have one-on-one opportunities on the outside. I, I, Quinn Johnson would be fourth. He'd be, he'd be, he'd be fourth. I'm gonna just tell y'all right now. It, it, I'm telling you right now, Jay. This is it. This, the last of us. We are here. This is the last, the last. TC. I don't give a damn. You can call it. We I, out. Th- listen. Don't listen to me ever again. Scout the player, not the helmet. If he doesn't work out, I'm done. Jay, JoJo Earl. I know JoJo Earl. I was going to say JoJo Earl. Yeah, come on. We like JoJo Earl. No, thank you. Nope. Nope. No. I'm out. This is it. This is it, Jay. This is it. This is it. The last of us. This this is it right here. We Baylor wide receivers, TCU wide receivers. Jay, this is it. This is the final. This is the final straw. This is it, man. Um... I'm sorry, Cincinnati. Ray, for, for this to be your final straw, it's probably not going to work out for you. So you may just be out. That, that's fine with me. Cincinnati takes Luke Musgrave at 28. And then the Kansas City Chiefs wrap it up with the rapidly rising Cedric Tillman at 31. Jay, let's go Musgrave to Cincinnati. Uh, you would like Great that, fit. right? We would love that. We would love that yeah. for fantasy purposes, right? Musgrave, whether people want to believe it or not, still a little bit raw, still a little bit of developmental guy. Uh, probably not going to be everything that we want him to be in year one and maybe not year two, but he does have the athleticism and the skill set to turn into a dynamic pass catching weapon at the next level. So you pair him with what some people who was the uh, the analyst that came out and said Joe Burrow's better than Patrick Mahomes. That was on. Um, oh. That just was that happened. McShay? No, it wasn't McShay. I don't think it was McShay. I think it was like yeah, a someone G- said someone said that someone yeah that he's the best that, quarterback not like, I don't he, think he said he was the best Sims? quarterback but he, was it Sims no he said he's a he's Carson cons- Palmer Carson Palmer Carson Palmer there it is. Carson, Carson Palmer. Palmer more consistent was what he said yeah more consistent than Patrick Mahomes whatever the whatever the hell that means I mean sure I guess Burrow's, if Burrow's fantastic Burrow is fantastic yeah, Burrow, so but, we're not you know. Burrow's fantastic so you put Musgrave in there with Burrow. Uh, really good. Like it's it's going to eventually be good. Maybe it isn't good year one because he's learning, but it'll be good at, in due time. And then you get Cedric Tillman here creeping up into the first Woof. round to Kansas City. Jay, how are we feeling about Ced Tillman in Kansas City? I mean, it's it's the wrong receiver. It should be Jonathan Mingo. If we're talking about an outside receiver that can play outside, I don't care if you think that Cedric Tillman's better. I, I mean, I just disagree. Um, I, I hey Ray, you can record you can scratch. give me the record scratch. I mean. Tch. It's a little bit rude, but I mean, I know you're a Cedric Tillman guy, but I think Mingo's better. He's been rising as well. Um, I don't like the fit, though. I mean, is he going to play? Like, they just signed Richie James, which we didn't talk about. That was that happened Richie yesterday James, as yeah. well. Yep, yep. So, again, another slot-ish, 
quick twitch kind of guy who can do some things, nothing crazy, Tillman would be fine. I, I don't know how he fits into the offense. I don't think what he does well necessarily fits what they do. Um, but again, that's kind of the case for all receivers that are really like outside dominant receivers. They just, they have a need for it, but I don't know if they actually need it to thrive. And they've shown it over the course of Mahomes' career. Like they have done it a little bit differently in terms of the archetype of receivers they use. So I think going the traditional route just doesn't make a ton of sense. I think you have guys that can fit well within your construction of your offense. Why change it? You just won a Super Bowl. You won Super Bowls before. You've played in Super Bowls. Like right. you have these guys, you know how to utilize them. And you talk about Kadarius Tony, Richie James, Sky Moore, like all of them fit that mold that you've had so much success with. Why now go and take a Cedric Tillman? Honestly, Ray, like it sounds crazy, but Josh Downs, I think, fits what they utilize much better than a Cedric Tillman. Maybe they want an outside guy. I'm not sure, but I don't know how this would make a much difference for their offense. I don't know how much I guess I have to be interested, but I mean, how high would I draft him? Maybe in the top 15. Um, I wouldn't be happy about it, though. Like, how high would you draft Cedric Tillman? Because it, it, he's a first round pick, but I don't. I don't know where the opportunity is going to come from for him unless he somehow develops into I mean, wide receiver one behind the, Kelsey. The opportunity is coming with him being drafted in the first round. I mean, that's where the opportunity is coming, man. Like, he's going to get, he's going to get, if you are a first round pick at wide, you are going to get a chance. Like, don't over, doesn't matter how good or bad you are, you're going to get an opportunity. Like, we can go through the list of, you go back, you look five years down the line, they're not good, they're not in the NFL anymore. They all had multiple opportunities as a first-round pick. So that's where the opportunity is going to come. They lost Juju Smith-Schuster. Sky Moore is, we don't know what he is. MVS mm -hmm. is there. There's reports. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins, if Arizona has to release him, will mm -hmm. be a Kansas City Chief. But the opportunity would be the fact that they spent their first-round pick on Cedric Tillman. I get that Kadarius Tony is there. He's never, he's oft injured. Richie James, I think Richie James is going to be Richie James is probably going to be a nice little nice little piece to that offense. Absolutely. Where would I take? Yeah, like nothing crazy, but where yeah, would I take Cedric Tillman? Um, probably. Would he be a first rounder? Maybe back of the first, top second. I mean, you're not gonna mm. you're not Feels taking gross. second round Josh Downs over him. Like that's just no. The, yes, so then he'd be in the back of the first or the early second. Where else would are you, you take, take him? Would you take him no. over Charbonnet with a decent landing spot? He's back. That's of the, the question, first, right? How many running backs second. would you? Ugh. No, no. But it just d doesn't it feel like you're pegging him up because of can't like he would no. be he would rock it up more because of Philly, Kansas City. No, man. It, I'm not. No, pegging him up would have been Cedric Tillman goes to Kansas City. I'm moving him up into the top five or the top eight. It's he's okay. a first round pick on a good offense. He's got to be a back end first round pick. Like that's just really there's no pet there's no reactively bumping him up. I'm not taking second round Josh Downs over him. I'm not taking no, no, no. third round Tank Bigsby over him. He's a Would first you take him over Quinn Johnson? Oh, I got you now. I don't know, man. Probably <laughs> I might not. I might consider it. Probably right? not. Three, five picks difference. <laughs> Probably not. Probably, I probably would not scout take him the player, over. not the helmet. <laughs> I, I said probably not. I probably would not. I would probably take QJ over over Cedric Tillman. I would probably but, it's, bet but on the that. fact it's a conversation tells yeah, sure. people everything think, that you I need to know about how would, you feel about that spot, right? I think a lot of people would go Tillman over over Quentin Johnson. Oh, I would absolutely yes, absolutely yeah, clear path to, clear path to opportunity, mm -hmm. similar draft capital. Maybe the pedigree isn't quite there from a prospect perspective, but QJ's fallen, man. Like he's a lot closer to Tillman than people have talked about, and even Cody Carpentier talked about this. Like we. QJ seems like the the definite alpha in this class, but it could easily be Tillman or Mingo. And that wasn't something he we were saying like the alpha a few weeks me. ago. He, he he's he doesn't feel like the alpha to me. I don't. I, the yeah. alpha is the one, and that's Jackson Smith and Jigba. I, yeah. I, he doesn't feel like that to me. I feel I I would take him over fucking Tillman, man. Bah bah. All right, all right. Zerline's mock. It, to me, it, it didn't warrant the hate that it got. I thought it was a yeah. different mock. Um, I think the big thing is people don't think Houston would pass on C.J. Stroud at two. I think that was the big thing is yep. how could Houston pass on the quarterback? But I can see a world. They've done it before. They passed on Vince Young, who was a Madison High School product, which was at the time like the heart of Houston high school football. They passed on him for Mario Williams. Like this is um, this is sort of their M.O. I could see it happening. I, I, I'm not saying 
that it's the likely outcome, but you're telling me a world in which Houston passes on Stroud or Richardson or whomever it to, and they go for Will Anderson, not Tyree Wilson, I can definitely yeah. see them doing that because they've done it before. So, again, we are only, what, 16 days away from the NFL draft. I'm excited. Hopefully we get more and more news and information that comes out. And I just want to talk through this stuff, Jay. I just want to talk yeah. through that. So make sure you tap into the Destination Devi radio feed, the Destination Dynasty episode that I was talking about. I, I wish he would have labeled it 6040 because I came up with the name. It would have been good. But Scott Connor put out a very good show. Go check it out. Dive into that running back size versus snap share and what some of the trends over the last couple of years in the NFL are going for we've got the who's next podcast on tuesday chase and cody on wednesday eugene and ike on thursday fridays are for 4d and then america's game on saturday jay right after this we'll be recording the trade show which will drop yes, tomorrow morning we've got underdog super flex drafts going on uh and we got a, uh, a dope uh, dope show for you guys on wednesday jay i don't know what we're gonna do yet uh, <laughs> but, it's but gonna we'll be figure dope. it out but it's gonna we be will dope. figure it out anything you want to say to people before we get out of here jay no, nah, man. I just hope everyone has a good week. Uh, this is a good show. I hope we get some more news ahead of the draft. And I'm just excited, man. We're getting to that time where we're starting to figure things out in the draft and, and slowly we'll get there. But a lot of changes still to happen. I think this mock was a good indication as to what could ultimately happen if things continue to go south. We didn't really have this so much when we talked about the, the draft cast last year, right? With all these quarterbacks just falling down the board. I don't think it's gonna be that bad this year, but we could see some of these guys that we don't expect to be in favor fall down the board a little bit. I mean, goddamn, um, uh, uh, Adam talking about Todd Pinkston in the chat. Who's who brought up Todd Pinkston, man? And now Adam wants to do a mock. He said he wants to mock with the people. Maybe we can do that AMA show. We haven't done an AMA in a while. Right? That yeah. might be a good one. So we'll figure it out for Wednesday. Todd, Todd Pinkston will be on my brain. You know, I, I told you the dope comp that I saw that I think is appropriate is Brashard Perryman for, for Quentin Johnson. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Addison put that out, right? I know people we have don't super like chat that, but it's, it's better than comparing freaking people to Antonio Brown. Like, that's just, I love Zay Something. Flowers, but damn, man, AB, AB, I, I don't know. I, I think he's got some nice movement skills, but I'm not going freaking Antonio Brown. But appreciate y'all tapping into the show. We got y'all on Wednesday. Make sure y'all wake y'all asses up. Go to Underdog, put that 10 in, get access to the community. Y'all have a fantastic Monday. Start your week off right. We'll see y'all bright and early on Wednesday morning. We out. Peace. Before y'all close off of the video, I just want to say thank you for checking out the content on Destination Devi. Really appreciate every single view that we get. And the only thing that I ask is that you hit the thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the channel. And if you can, comment below for the algorithm really helps the channel grow. Now, if you want more exclusive access to me and the entire Destination Devi team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Now, if your money's a little funny, we do have free content for you. Make sure you subscribe to the All Gas newsletter. There's a link in the description of this video below. And subscribe to the Destination Debbie podcast radio feed, where we got all types of shows hitting airwaves every single week. Now y'all can get out of here. I appreciate y'all tapping in. It's All Gas all the time. I love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.